are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi at the Ready and 20 service, London. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church UK, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Hewitt-Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful sermon. Deeper and deeper in the Lord 
suddenly I felt so strong As I spoke to him in the car The anointing came I felt like a supergirl The word of God began to flow I told him about Jesus How everything had changed since I met him He said he wanted to know about my Jesus So I led him to Christ Today he's a church He could not pull me back Instead I pulled him to the Lord And he gave his life to Jesus Christ He's becoming a leader in the church Who knows what the future holds As we serve the Lord together Serving the Lord is beautiful So beautiful Girls too. 
why do I notice all these girls? It's 
said, let my eyes look straight ahead And lost not after her beauty in your heart And never holy life in Christ been enjoying first love music how many of you are enjoying our songs can you tell it's a really honest conversation yeah some of you brothers are thinking it's okay to notice other girls but you need to hear the advice of the beloved she spoke back and said read your bible and you will learn about the strange woman amen how many of you are enjoying our series on take up your cross Oh, I'm so excited for what God has for us today. You know, last week, my favorite verse was Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. If you don't remember the verse, the verse says, They that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and the lusts. One of the versions we read said, We have nailed the flesh. So if you are ready again for your flesh to be nailed, for your flesh to be crucified, well, help me welcome your pastor and my pastor, Bishop Richard Ayi. Come on, first up, church. We are not ashamed. As we sing our song, come on. We are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, we have everlasting life. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel of our love. We are not ashamed. Oh, we are not ashamed. 
hands and let's pray father we surrender to you surrender to your will surrender to your choices surrender to your ways lord and above all surrender to your holy spirit lord the precious holy spirit may he guide us may he feed us may he speak to us lord thank you father for this blessed opportunity we have once again in your holy presence lord i pray lord let your kingdom come let your will be done amongst us thank you for the blessing and the privilege of fellowship and for being in church i give you thanks and praise in jesus name and everybody shall say amen god bless you take your seats what a blessing what a blessing what a blessing what a blessing matthew chapter 16 and we want to continue sharing on take up your cross yes take up your cross not take up jesus's cross take up your cross take up your cross so what did jesus say matthew 16 verse 24 then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man, any man, any man, any man, that if anybody at all will come after me, what should he do? He should deny himself, take up his cross, and follow Jesus. Okay? So he says, if any man will come after me, Let him um, deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. So that's what we've been talking about, to um, take up your cross, which um, starts off with denying yourself. So I've been sharing on you on what it means to deny yourself, and then at the end, I give you a symbol of the cross, or what it means, what it means to have a cross, because we need to understand both. Both go, they move together. They move together. Denying, taking up your cross, and following Jesus. It all goes together. You can't, you can't be a successful Christian without a cross. Without a cross. I don't know what we were preaching about when you gave your life to Christ or when you joined the church. But maybe it wasn't the cross. So maybe you thought something, you need something else. And then you're a Christian. Maybe when you came, we're talking about um, joining a ministry. So you you dived into a basenta, and then you left your cross behind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So you need, you seriously need a cross. You seriously need a cross. Like um, Luke's version says that you need to take up your cross daily, daily, every day. In other words, every day we are expected to sacrifice something or die to something it's a progressive journey and progressive development you are developing yourself so every day you discover something look i think i sleep too much i need to give i need to give an extra hour to reading of my bible maybe you've mastered an hour of prayer under your duvet you are yet to master you are yet to master an hour pacing up and down up and down and praying and mourning and groaning you can ask you can ask any lady who has been in labor before 
whether it's a sleepy experience. Whether you just lie there under their duvet and say, yeah, the baby is coming, okay. Baby is coming, okay. Baby is coming. Baby has come. You can ask, you can ask them whether they can just lay in one, one position and just say, okay, baby, come, come, come. I hear you are coming. Come. The, the midwife says you are coming, so just come. You know, different postures. Different movements. Sometimes you see them pacing up and down. Sometimes you see them kneeling. So you see them on all fours. <laughs> yes. So you see them on their side. It's, I want to be on this side. No, this side is not good. I want to be on this side. So when you say you are, you are praying, you, you are every day, all your prayer from January till December, all your prayer is under your duvet. Um, I think that I can safely say that when the scripture says that as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. I can safely say, say that you have not given birth to anything from January to December. Yes. That is why your Christianity has been the same. There's been no change. You've not advanced. You've not changed. There's not been any new dimension because nothing has been birthed. You've had, maybe you've had conversations, you know, but in terms of travailing to give birth, laboring, 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 laboring day and night, laboring in prayer. No, you haven't labored. You've had conversations. You've had conversations. So you see some of the prayers you've been doing under your duvet. You see why nothing has changed. You see why nothing has happened. You see why you've not seen a new thing, new grace. Your basenta hasn't changed. Your, um, what do you call it? Conservative. Constituency. Constituency, <laughs> Your constituency hasn't changed. <laughs> constituency. Okay. Well, it sounds like a conservative party. Yes. 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 It's all a C, isn't it? It's a C. Yes, it's a C. It's a C. So you sit down. All members of the Conservative Party sit down. <laughs> yes. You see, there's, there's, it's like you are really pressing on in your Christmas. It's like things are not changing. Things are not changing because there's a price that has to be paid that has not been paid. The under the duvet prayers is, is too much. It's too much. That's what the scripture says. It says that, who has said such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. You need travailing. That's, that's what uh, um, Paul also wrote in Galatians. He said, my little, my little children, of whom I travail in birth, again, till Christ be formed in you. So you've been birth, but I have, I'm having to work hard. I'm having to work hard. I'm laboring. Yes. Only for Christ. So that you can be a proper Christian. You see how sometimes you're trying to be a proper Christian, but it's not easy. You try up to Wednesday. By Thursday, you've made an appointment to backslide on Friday. <laughs> Yes. Yes. 
Wednesday by 6 p.m. as you are walking out of the office, somebody asks you, that what are you doing on Friday? Then you accept the, you accept the offer. Then you have the whole of Thursday to prepare to backslide on Friday. And then by Saturday, you are, you are, by Saturday, 4 p.m., you are recovering and saying that, oh God, forgive me. Sunday, I'll go to church. Sunday, I'll go to church. So they even send you a text Friday night. What are you doing tomorrow? Saturday, say, look. Then that's why you start saying, God forbid. Get behind me, Satan. There's always, there's always things to do and things to change to advance in your Christianity. To advance in your Christianity. So to deny yourself, to deny yourself, there are things that have to go out of your life. And to take up your cross, to take up your cross, there are things that have to go. It has to be eliminated from your life as you take up your cross and you deny yourself. Let me tell you a couple of things today on um, deny yourself, then we can um, move on. Let's read the words of Jesus again in John chapter 15. So this one is going to talk to us about our appetites for the world and worldly systems and worldly things, you know. Every age, every age and what is appealing to them. Every age and what the world offers to, offers to you. When I say the world, I mean the world, meaning the world systems. And the, it means, it's what it means to me with different what it means to you. Yeah. I heard someone say that after a certain age, you know, it, it's like, it's in ages, it's in age brackets. And he gave a certain age. He said, those, when you say to them the world, what it means to them is where they will live. The type of house they will live in. The type of car they will drive. Type of car they will drive. It's like these are the things that is the world. After a certain, or before that age, these things don't mean much because you can't even afford it. If you try, uh, you go and get a 2008 Fiesta. Yes, you try your best. And then you'll be, I mean, you'll just be feeling cool in it and happy that look. Yes. I mean, I'm just, I'm just flowing. But at a certain age, that's what you see. Postcode. Postcode becomes people's problems. People's problem. Postcode. What's your postcode? What's your postcode? Hmm. That's, that's, that's when you said the world system is, kick, is kicking in. That now you are following the standards of the world and the things of the world. So it depends on your age. At, at your age, I don't know. I mean, I mean... Not, not that I don't know. I, you know I know. But I don't want to start. I don't want to start now. Second half of the... Yes, that we can come to. Yes. Yes. So John chapter 15. Are you going to take up your cross? I'm ever realizing that you have to take up your cross. There are things, there are things to really wash out of your life so that you can be a better Christian, a better Christian. You know, sometimes even your friends, even your friends, sometimes even your friends in the church. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, it's very easy to say your friends have been talking about some old school mates and this, but you know that some of the people that you hang out with in the church are so carnal, so raw, and unrefined, and processed. You can't even you can't even imagine. Oh, yes. Yes. Hmm? 
It's, it's unbelievable. And you still hang on to such people. The things they talk about. The things they say. The gossips. The gossips. This kind of gossipy friends. Gossipy. Always have, they're the ones who always have the hot news about someone. Have you heard this? Do you know this? Do you know that this and this person? Yes. Yes. And you are being fed, you are being fed with junk. You are being fed with junk. Being fed with junk all the time. You are being fed with junk. You know, I heard a preacher and he was saying, I don't know whether he, he said in his prime, prime when the anointing had peaked or when he was really up there. I don't know whether he used those words, but I'm using those words. Because the time he was referring to, he was, you know, he said, look, when he's going to preach, when he's going to preach, he said, even my wife cannot talk to me on that day. He said, even his wife. Oh, yes. He said his entire team, his entire team, he said, nobody speaks to him. Nobody. Hey. Can you... Can you challenge it? You can't because you will see the evidence and the power. You will see the realm that the person is moving in that he's really disconnected from earthly things and worldly things. It's like he's, he's almost, if you like, almost to an extreme. Because he said, he said his wife knows, even, his, he said, even my wife, she said she won't even try. Because she knows, yes, she knows. She knows and she respects the anointing. He actually says annoying. The annoying. He knows the annoying. She knows. She knows the annoying. To walk in annoying. The price you have to pay. The things you have to pay. Yes. Yeah. It's Catherine Kuhlman who used to say that I die a thousand deaths. Yes, I die a thousand deaths. And she says, she says that even before she walks onto the stage, when she's behind, she said when she's behind the curtain, she has to die. She says she has to die die many times before she walks onto the stage. Maybe it doesn't mean anything to you. Because so you're under the division. Shaita, shaita, baita, aita, aita, shaita. Aita, shaita, aita. Aita, shaita, shaita, shaita. Aita. And then that's it. You don't want anything more from God. You don't want anything more from God. You're not even disturbed by this person who is always dragging you into complex, complex issues. Petty issues. You're always being dragged into petty issues. Because your hunger and your thirst for the Lord maybe is not strong enough. Or when you read, when Jesus says that if you will come after me, hey, no, if you go after some things will have to go. You know, some things, very dear, precious friends will have to go out of your life. Your company is evidence that you are not desirous of the anointing. Yes. Yeah. So not just your company. Your company and the things you like and the people you like and the people you are comfortable with. It's just, it's just evidence that no, this person is not deep. Yeah. Wow. John 15. Did we ever read John 15? Who is not showing us John 15? Who is hiding John 15? For? I think it's verse 18 that I'm looking for. I think so. 
Yes. It says that, these are the words of Christ, okay? It says that if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. You see, there are some, there are some insults or rejections or criticisms or accusations. When you experience them, you should throw a party. Yes, because it's rather evident that you are doing something right. It's rather evidence that you are doing something right. It's proof to you, it's proof to you that you have moved on. Especially from the mouth that is coming from. When it's coming from the mouths of backsliders. People who have abandoned their faith. People who have left their faith. People who have abandoned their calling. People who are not deeply rooted in church and in God. And they are the ones criticizing you. Go to Nando's and, and other, other four quarters. That's a whole chicken. When it finishes, other four more. With rice and chips, not with leaves. Some people, you go with them to Nando's and they all get other leaves. Leaves and ice water. And you are sitting there, you want four quarters to chew. I'm making you feel as if you are not a Christian. <laughs> Water and leaves. Even to put the food into your mouth, you feel like you have to make a confession. So, Father, forgive me for eating this thing. Because your accusers are around. Accusations without words. Those who eat leaves. <laughs> so anyway, before you forget what I'm saying, I'm saying to you that, I'm saying to you that, grow up, mature, understand the what the Bible says. Some of the accusations and persecutions and attacks it calls for celebration because it tells you your class and your rank watch carefully the people who ask me people have abandoned their calling left their calling out of their lives backslidden not interested in not interested in soul winning then they rise up and they criticize you hey that is where the Nando story came in, in case you've forgotten. That's why I said, go and have, go and have a party. Go and order four quarters. You see, sometimes you need friends who eat. To go out with. People who eat, to go out with. Yes, you need people who eat. Yes. You just want people who can eat and who eat and who are not fussy and picky 
and people who are not on a diet. People who don't mind their tummy sticking out. Hmm. Not people, not people that after every bite, they'll say that I have exceeded the number of calories. Calories I need to put in my body. Anyway, you sit down. You sit down. Before you blame me for your obesity, sit sit down. (laughs) Before you sit down, when I went to church, the pastor said we should eat. So from today, when you see the food that you say, God bless Bishop Richard. Verse 19. Verse 19 says that. If you were of the world, the world will love his own. Yes. That if you're the, the world, the world will really like you. They don't like you because you are not from them. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hateth you. Have you felt hatred before? Have you felt hatred because you are a Christian? Because you are a believer? Because you go to church? There's something that is narrowed down to a particular church and you feel hatred because you are a Christian. This is what Jesus is saying. You can count the number of times he's used the word world from verse 18 to 9. You count the number of times he used the word world. That should tell you that there's something called the world. The world that you that we have when you take up your cross, you will deny the world, you will nail the world out of your life. Then you know that now I'm ready to follow Christ. Now, my vision, my vision is Christ, my hope is Christ. I want to please, I want to please nobody but Christ. It's just Christ that I want to please and that I intend to please, and I'm forcing myself to please. Christ and nothing else. Otherwise, the world, the world is dead. When the world hates you, then you are disturbed. Then you are disturbed. That maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. I'm doing this church thing too much. Maybe I'm going to church too much. I should hang out with this no goodness for a little bit. Hmm. Galatians chapter 6. Is it time to close? Almost. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. Ah, he says that, but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. There's a crucifixion. That is going on. The world is crucified to him. It's like the world is dead. And then to the world too, he is also dead. He doesn't exist. Yes. And he's saying that God forbid. Is it, is it okay to say it? Yes. Yes. He's saying that. 
Yes. No. Yes. Yes. I've not read the verse that says I can't sit when I'm preaching. So, yes. When you find the verse, you can tell me I'll stop sitting. Yes. Yes. But I've seen some ministers who sit. So, I've also decided to sit. Yes. I don't know why they sit, but I think that I can also sit. Yes. Yes. He says that. But God forbid. I wish, we, I wish you could also say that. That God forbid that you should glory. Except the only reason why you will be glorying and boasting and being happy and celebrating is, is, is in Christ. Is except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. That victory he won for us. And his words that we should also take up our crosses. Because there's power in the cross. There's power in the cross. When you take up your cross, you see things, you see things disappearing from your life that you've been struggling with. Those things are still there because you you haven't taken up your cross. Instead of taking up your cross and casting that person out of your life, you are rather trying to convert him. Or convert her, whatever, whatever she is. It's not separating. You've made your you've made yourself an evangelist in hell. Yes. You've gone to hell and say that you are an evangelist there. Instead of witnessing on earth, you've gone witnessing in hell. Anyway, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified. Change the version. Change the version. He said, As for me, hmm. May I never boast about anything <laughs> except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified. And the world's interest in me has also died. Has also died. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm. You like Galatians 6.14? Tyrell, you like it? Hmm. (laughs) Yes. Should I read it again? He said, as for me, may I never boast about anything. About anything. What are the things you've been boasting about? Your family? Your grades from school? Your height, your beauty, your tribe. Your 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 bank balance. If there is a balance. Your new job, your uni, Russell Group. Are you one of those Russell Group people? (laughs) 
It's nice. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that don't go to a good university. You should go to a good university. I mean, why shouldn't you? Why, I mean, why go to um, when you can go to? Mm. <laughs> You see why the scripture says you die daily? You have to get to a point where the things you used to boast in three years ago, four years ago, is no longer the things you are boasting because you've discovered new achievements. You have advanced. You have advanced. You have advanced in the Lord. But now you have, you have something higher and greater to talk about. Yes. Not that testimony that you gave, the number of people you slept with, number of people you did. I mean, yes, that is a salvation. So God has saved you from, from being a window cleaner. But now, you should be talking about how your constituency is growing. How souls are being saved. So you no longer make your boast in the wealth, the number of girlfriends you used to have. You are expected to move on from that mark. You are expected to move on. It's okay when you get saved, you are saved, you share your testimony to encourage others, but it's like, it's been six years. And you are not ashamed. Are you not ashamed of the past? Are you not ashamed of it? Every chance you get, I was like this. I had this, you know. I had six. One in Manchester, two in Leeds, four in Bradford. That even adds up to seven. And you lived in Chiswick. I read it. I read it one more time. As for me, may I never boast about anything. The things you've been boasting about has to finish in your life. It has to finish by now. By now it's finished. Except the cross. What has the cross done for you? Then since you got saved, what else has the cross done for you? And what is the cross doing for you? What is the cross doing for you? But since you took up the cross, we are still, we are still discussing Except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in the world and the world's systems and the standards of the world and the ways of the world has been crucified. You remember, do you know what it means to be crucified? It means it's dead. It doesn't exist again. It's been crucified. I don't have those desires and those feelings again. And then also... And the world's interest in me has also died. Easy. Let's find another verse and read. You can sit down and look for another verse. Those who are sitting want you to sit quickly, so sit. I think the reading of the verses is, is preaching to us, isn't it? It's speaking to us. You can see as we read the verses, it's speaking to you. 
you can see that I need, I need to take up some. Some, some of you, it looks as if you don't even have to take a, one cross a day. You need to take like two crosses a day. Two, two crosses. First John chapter 2. Verse 15. He says that love not the world. <laughs> Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, in other words, those who still claim, I'm doing this. This is my aim. This is my dream. This is my vision. The scripture is saying that the love of, of the Father is not in you. Your desire, your desire to have some things. It's, it's proof that your love for God is non-existent. You see, I was about to say that it's very low, but I said, that's not what the Bible says. The, Bible says, the love of the Father is not in you. Yes, it's not there. It's not there. It's not there. The love of the Father is not there. That's what, that's what the Father will say, will say to you that seek first my kingdom and I'll add all these. By the time he's adding the things to you, it's, it's so meaningless to you. You, is, you. you won't fall into idolatry to start worshipping things and fighting for things and keeping. It's like I must have this. I must be like this. Because now you, when you, you are asked, how do you get so blessed? That's when you say by the grace. By the grace. But now you say by might and by power. You say, hey, I work hard. Eh? I work hard. But who sleeps? Verse 16. For all that is in the world. Then this gives us the summary of what is in the world. The last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. And the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Do you understand all that is in the world? All that is in the world, the last of the flesh. If you want a summary of what the world is and what is in the world, number one, the last of the flesh. Number two, the last of the eyes. And number three, the pride of life. All these things are not from the Father. These are not the things God offers. But it is of the world. Then verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the last thereof. And he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. In other words, those who, those who chase the things of the world will discover that it's all fleeting. It's only for, it's only, only for a short while, then it's gone. But those who fight for the will of God that want to be in the will of God. I want to serve God. I want to take my cross daily and serve God. Sacrifice what I have to sacrifice. Give away what I have to give away. To follow God, pursue God, to be what God wants me to be. They abide forever. They abide forever. And you see these three things we read in um, verse 16. Last of the eyes, last of the flesh, and the pride of life. I want to show it to you somewhere. Genesis chapter 3. Mm. You, see, you see that this is, this is the effect effect on Adam when he fell. Genesis 3, I believe verse, verse what's verse 6? 
Ah, and when the woman, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, can you see there? Mm? Was good for food. Very, 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 I mean, I've really calculated life work. Can you see how things are working out for me? He says that it's from, it's from, it's from the world. The father doesn't offer such things. Such offers are from the world. So as soon as the woman said that, when she saw the tree, he said, it is good for food. Last of the flesh. Something that you can really enjoy. Then, pleasant to the eyes. Last of the eyes. You see how you look at things and you keep looking at things? I don't know what you're thinking about. But can you see when any time, how many of you have been to the shop? And then the thing that is so nice to you, when you touch the price label, then you just drop it and walk away. How many of you have experienced that before? Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Sometimes you, touch, you just touch. Sometimes I, I look in the shop and I'm, I'm almost tempted to laugh. Because I see people touch the label and they draw as though it's hot. It's as if it's, it's hot. <laughs> but you see, the thing looks nice. It's like things, there are things that look nice. There are things that look nice to you. Daniel, there are things that look nice to you. It looks nice. What do you say? It's, it, I, the thing is nice. If I were you, I'll be afraid of things that look nice to me. Yes. Yes, I'll be afraid of it. I'll not, I'll not trust it too much. When it looks nice, I'll say no. I'll, when it looks nice to me, I'll rather go and pray. Yeah, I'll rather, I'll rather pray and say, Lord, is it you? Lord, is it you? Yes. Lord, is it you? Lord, is it really you? Then closing shop, shutting up, and saying that, look, the, the thing is fine. <laughs> the thing is fine. It will be good for food. It is pleasant to the eyes. It is a tree to be desired to make one wise. You know, there are some things when you have in your life, you feel you're a very wise, accomplished person. It's like, I have really. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you, see, you see from people's behavior, especially guys. You see, you see, one thing that they have, it's like, that's the greatest achievement in their life. The greatest achievement in their life. Especially guys who feel insecure about their wives. It's like, it's the greatest achievement. Anything that goes near the wife, it's like they have to shoot the thing out. Because this, this, the, um, what did, what did Manchester City win recently? The treble. Yes, they treat their wives like they've won the treble. It's like it's like it's the it's the height of achievement. Height of achievement. They even feel like everybody wants what they have. Hmm. They, they feel wise. I'm, I'm accomplished. I've really achieved a great feat. Last of the flesh, last of the eyes, 
pride of life. Don't worry to break down problems in life. This, this are, these are the three points to trouble. To trouble and to, and to deviate from the will of God. These are the three points. These are the three points. You just need these three points. You'll be okay, you'll be okay in all matters. Like this thing, is it last of the flesh? This thing that I'm going after, is it last of the eyes? This thing that I'm really dying for, is it something that is going to feed my ego and make me feel so proud? It's like, it's like it makes me feel like I belong to a certain group of people. Hmm. So, I think that I've said enough about the world and denying yourself today. So, let me give you, um, what should I give you today? That one. Okay, so let's move to the cross. Yes. Today is, today is um, Global Healing Jesus Service. You know that. So, we are ending soon. Yes. Okay. So, today... I think I've given you a few symbols of the cross, isn't it? Like that's a symbol of death, symbol of obedience. That tell you about it's a symbol of humility. Okay, you can add that one. But today I, w- I want to talk to you about why you must take up your cross. Okay. I'm sure I'll just give you three points, then we can go home. Why you must take up your cross. Do you want to know why you must take up your cross? Number one. You must take up your cross because the cross has the power. It's a mystery, I'm telling you. It's a mysterious, it has a mysterious power to put away sins. I'm sure you're thinking I'm talking about your sins when you are saved. That's also part of it. But even more, Hebrews chapter 9. Let's read Hebrews chapter 9 verse 24. It says that for Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself. Now, why, why is it writing like this? Now to appear in the presence of God for us. Okay, verse 25. Not yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest entered the holy place every year with blood for others. No. I'm reading something else. What's verse 26? Um, No. Yes. This is it. For then must he often have suffered for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Your, the sacrifice of yourself by taking up your cross puts away sin. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that if you take someone like Brother Senna, is he from this church? Does he understand when you mention his name that he has to stand? Yes, okay. Does he understand that he has to face the congregation? Yes. So, so you take someone like this. He must have. He must have. How many of you agree that he he must have sins? No, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of. Yes. 
How many of you think he has? He has weaknesses. He must have weaknesses. He has weaknesses. He has, I mean, if we call, I mean, if you know that, if we, we call his mom now, his mom will tell us issues. Issues. Yes. But you see, if, if Senna, if Senna decides, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to preach. I'm going to gather people. I'm going to lead people to the Lord. I'm going to lead, I'm going to lead people to Christ. I'm going to build a church for God. I'm going to be a preacher. Do you realize that when you see him, you will not think about his sins and his problems? It's almost as though he doesn't exist. You see him as an anointed person. You even think, you even think, he's, you think he has no problems. How many of you, when you see Bishop Kent, you think he has no problems? How many of you think Bishop Kent has no, he has no problems? Yes. Even his wife thinks he has no problems. Yes. He has no problems. I also don't think he has problems. I only think he preaches. He's into, he's into the tents of God. He's into the tents of God. He's into the tents of God. Yes. But you see, your, your issues are so pronounced. It's like when we see you, the only thing we remember is, hey, hey, we start thinking, hey, when will, when will he overcome? When will she overcome? I mean, when will she stop this thing? When will he stop this? The only reason we see those things is because you haven't taken up the cross. You haven't taken up the cross. It's still you with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But when you take up the cross, suddenly you see this same person that you all lift up, he has problems, he has weaknesses. Let's call his mom. We will discover. You see, when you even you see ministry, ministry, he's taking up his cross that now I'm here for Christ. I am living for Christ. I stand for Christ. Suddenly, when you see, when you see, you will think of your weaknesses. Say, can he help you solve your weaknesses? Yeah. After church, after church, are you not going to meet with ordinary men to tell them that, help me solve my problem? As though they don't have problems. Help me solve my problem. Can you pray for me? Can you lay hands on me? Can you say something to me? Help me. So, I mean, mere, mere men, ordinary men just like you. But you are going to them because they have taken their cross and they are hiding behind the power of the cross. Yes. So their sins have disappeared. Mere men just like you who have said yes to the Lord. They say yes to the Lord. Yeah, you don't go to people who haven't said yes to the Lord. Even if they are in, ch- even if they are in church every Sunday. Even if, even if they pay their tithe, they give offerings, they drink communion. You don't go to the, you don't go to them with your with issues because you can't see the cross. In the, you can't see the cross. You are looking for someone who has taken the cross and saying that look, someone who is not introducing himself to you as a barrister, but he's introducing himself to you as a preacher. Someone who is not saying I'm a doctor, but he's saying that I'm a preacher. You are going to such people to say ah. Can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? That's the, that is the power of the cross. That is why you must take up your cross. Because it takes away your sins. You see, you see, Alan, you know, you'll not be saying to yourself, hey, this Alan, hey, hey, we remember this. 
Remember his testimony. You say, do, do you remember him at, at we are not ashamed? Yeah. Hey! You say, hey! No. But you see that suddenly you have forgotten about that testimony. When you see the person, you say, no, this is an anointed person. This is a gifted person. This is someone who is following God. This is a young man who is following God and going after God. Yes. Sit down. Let's read number two. Brother Senna, you can sit down. Mm. Yeah. You can see what the cross can do for you. Yes. So you don't you don't you don't discuss the person's problems. You don't discuss his problems. His issues are not are no longer issues. You go to the same person for prayers. You say, Lay hands on me. Lay. You even ask you say prophesy, prophesy. Changes everything. It changes. It, it takes away your sins. Let me see. We don't think about your problems. Yes. You see, I remember last Sunday here singing. Do you think about her problems? No. You don't think about her. You don't think maybe she hasn't paid her rent. <laughs> she hasn't. <laughs> All you see is a minstrel. Yes. Yes. You don't think you don't think about anything. Start serving God, your sins will disappear. Yes, it will disappear. Your sins, your weaknesses, it will disappear. It is more pronounced now because you have not dived deeper into the things of God. You've not dived deeper. Even though since you you became a leader of a Basenta fellowship, people have started texting you their problems as though you don't have problems. Meanwhile, as you are reading their problems, you are thinking of your problems. <laughs> Point number two. Taking up your cross will enable you to enter. Even my iPad is telling me it's time to close. Because the battery is finishing. Taking up your cross will enable you to enter into a new life of faith and ministry. A new life of faith and ministry. Hmm. Galatians 2.20. I'll give you the reasons. I'll give you reasons why you must take up your cross. Galatians 2.20 says that I am crucified with Christ. Until you are crucified with Christ, you can't say these things. You can't say that you shouldn't say it. You can say I attend first love. You can say I attend ready at 20. But it's not the same, it's not the same as I am crucified with Christ. So there are people who attend, but they are not crucified. They think Jesus was crucified. There are a lot of people around. There are only two other people who were crucified on that day. A lot of people around. They can't say that because, because they got to Golgotha, they are also dead. Or they've also been crucified. They were not crucified. They went there, but they were not crucified. Yes, you can't you can, crucified where? With all this baggage that you are still carrying, you don't want to leave. So I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. 
and the life. Can you understand what he's saying? He's the life that he's now living in the flesh. The life that I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So he's, he's explaining to us that he is crucified with Christ. So it means that a certain life is gone. And then now he's living a new life. And this life that he's live, living, it's according to his faith in the son of God. So it's a new life. So what is the son of God telling him? What's the son of God telling him to do? What did, when Jesus made his disciple, what did he say? He said, I'll make you into fishes of men. It's the scripture says he ascended up on high and he gave gifts unto men. He gave to some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So when you are living the life of faith, it's different from, a lot of people are in Russell Group University. That's not a life of faith. They've gone to uni. Everybody goes to uni. How can your greatest testimony be a, a Russell Group instead of a conversion of a soul? Yes. How can people drive nice cars? How can your greatest achievement be a nice car? Everybody is married to the most beautiful woman in, in his life. Everybody is married to a most everybody says that their, their wives are the most beautiful person. I mean, if you don't say if you don't say it, there's something wrong with you. You better you better say it. Yes. Yes. You better say it. When you say that when you're going home, that you play the song that Arinola sang because you play it in the car. I don't know whether there's something wrong with you because this is, I seem to notice. There's a line in that song. Every time he sang, I say, oh, this brother is lying. He, say, he, say, he says that they are almost as beautiful as you. I say, what he really wants to say is that they are, I think some of them are more beautiful than you. I think that's what he actually wants to say. But if he says that, he'll be thrown out of the car. Yes. So he just has to say they are almost as beautiful as you. I mean, you are still number one. But, but what I'm saying is that that is not the life of faith. Everybody is beautiful. Everybody is beautiful. You see, the person who is not beautiful to you, I can tell you something. Because you don't know the person. Oh yes, because you don't know the person. Because you don't know the person. Get to know the person. You, you, will, see, you will see beauty that does not lose its value. That's what the scripture says. Beauty is vain. Then spends a whole chapter talking about character. When you get to know people, when you get to know, because of course there are people who have striking beauty. Everybody notices them. Sometimes they are the ones who have also compromised a few times. Because what you notice, others have noticed. How many of you, before you came into this hall, noticed that it was hot outside? It's a very hot day. How many of you noticed? Yes. So there, there are some things that is general. Everybody notices it. Everybody, everybody sees Everybody sees it. Everybody sees it. Yes. Everybody has seen it. Yes. Especially if you're a young girl, people start telling you that you're beautiful. Be very careful because they'll start eating you. Hey! 
Meanwhile, meanwhile, God has prepared this anointed man. Anointed, anointed, gifted person who has kept himself to marry you. And then you are followed this, you are pretty, you are pretty. Everybody has taken a bite. Now there he is, there he is in the church. Preaching and saying that this is the most beautiful woman. Because he doesn't know where you've come from. He doesn't know. If you had known or listened, you would have controlled yourself. At least it would have ended at four. But because you are listening, five and six are coming. If you had listened, it would have ended at four or ended at three. Or ended at almost. Almost. I almost fell, but I didn't fall. Hey, church, we have to go home. So, so I'm, t- I'm talking about a new life. A new life. And I'm showing you the things that it's not, when you have these things, these are not faith moves. Faith moves, serving God, believing in God, advancing in the things of God, believing that you are called. Believing that God has called you. Believing that you can be anointed. Believing that you can work for God. You can work. Making decisions because of your faith in God. Because of your faith in God. You are making radical decisions. Radical. I mean things that changes. It causes a change in you. Your values. Your beliefs. Your convictions. It changes the roots. The the very roots of your life. That's a radical decision. That's a radical decision. Yes. That's a radical, that's a man of faith. His moves are not just things that, you know, redecorating things and rearranging things. It changes things from the roots. That's a man of faith. God is changing you. He he changes you at the core point. He changes you right there. You are changed. So when you are making decisions for God, you always want to be a person of faith. And you are showing me, you are showing me a car. I can show you 70 unbelievers who drive the same car. So what, 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 are, you, what are we talking about? Are you not becoming an idol worshiper now? Yes. Are you in church or you've traveled? Okay. Last point. I said, I'll give you three, so I have to be, I have to live, live to my promise. Okay, so taking up your cross has the power to make you die to sin and live to righteousness. Okay? So it changes what you are living for. First Peter 2, 24. Ah, are you blessed because you came? I'm also blessed because I'm here. He says that who, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So taking up your cross changes your lifestyle. You don't, you, it, it, gives, you, it gives you the power to die to sin. And then you live, you live 
to righteousness and for right. You do, you do the right things that are pleasing to God. You see that now you start choosing things that are pleasing to God. Things that make, makes God happy. He makes God, God is, God is happy about you. God is happy about you. God is happy. Oh, he's making this decision. He's making this change because he believes, because he believes in me. Because he believes in me. Because he, he, you know, someone who doesn't believe in anything is a very dangerous person. Doesn't believe in anything. Just lives. They're very dangerous people. But when you meet people who believe in God or they believe in something, those are the people who have restrictions. It's like, I can't do this. I can't do it. It's not right to do this. So when you see someone living for righteousness, that's the life he's now living. He's living to please his God. But because of God, I cannot do this. Because of God, I cannot go here. Because of God, I cannot choose this. Because of God, I cannot say this. I can't say it because of God. That's the cross. Dying to sin and living to righteousness. May you live to righteousness. May you live for God. Stand to your feet and let's Yes. 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 I want you to pray for yourself that Lord give me the strength and the wisdom to take up my cross to live for you to serve you to honor you help me Lord 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 Lord. pray everybody praying from the back to the front pray pray Praying for yourself. Praying for yourself. Praying for yourself. You have some things that you need to. You need to clear out of your life. Some things and some people. And some places. That now you have a reason with a verse. That because of the cross. This is wrong association. This is a wrong vision. This is a wrong aim to have. I cannot continue with this thing. Help me, Lord. 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 Praying. Praying for yourself. Praying for yourself. Praying for yourself. Praying. Praying. Praying for yourself. Praying for yourself. Calling on your God. For help, for strength, for strength, strength to live it, strength to do it, strength to overcome it, strength in the name of the Lord, strength in the power of the Lord, strength in the power in the name of the Lord to advance in your Christianity, to advance in the faith, to move forward in the faith, to go forward in the faith. To move forward, to advance new territories, new realms, new world, to advance in the Lord. Pray, pray that you will, that you will in these few moments of prayer. Pray, pray as though everything depends on this prayer. For a change, a change, a change, a change to advance. To move forward, 
to deny what has to be denied ah that you will serve the Lord that you will live for the Lord that you will serve the Lord that you will serve the Lord that you will serve the Lord that you will live for the Lord Manu matalaba diba kapalaba diba tapaya. Femilo la riadeshta ya delesia. Nakomadoma. Nakomadoma. Pray for one more minute. Pray for one more minute. Pray for one more minute. Lord, strength. Strength to move on. Strength to advance. Strength to advance. Strength to advance. Strength to move on in you, Lord. To move on in the faith, your strength, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit of God, 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 strength to advance in the faith, strength to move on in the faith, to be stronger, to move on. To move on, to search forward, to search forward, to search forward, to search forward by the power of the cross. Do 
Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. Thank you for choosing us. Being here alone and hearing your word, Lord, is proof to us that you have chosen us, that you love us, that you care about us, Lord. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. Thank you so much for choosing us. We are grateful. We are just grateful. We know we don't deserve it. We know it's not by our works. It's not by our, our works, Lord. But it's by your grace that you have chosen us. We say thanks. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for choosing us, Lord. May your perfect will be done in every life here today, Lord. You have found us, Lord. Please implement your perfect will in our lives, Lord. Let your will begin to unfold. Let your will begin to unfold, Lord. Let your will be done. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for choosing us and saving us, Lord. I give you thanks. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. They're the first group I want to pray for today. There's another group I'll pray for when we get to the second part of this service. I want to pray for you. You are here. Somebody invited you to church. Or you've been going to church somewhere or here. It doesn't matter. Or you used to go to church. But somehow you feel distant from God. Today you want to come back. His love, his love has found you. His love has chosen you. His love has caused you to be here. He's drawing you to himself. This afternoon, you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to come back to God. I want to rededicate my life to God. I want to give myself to him. Pastor, please pray with me. Today is my day. Today is my day. Today is my day. I want to give my life to Jesus. Whilst every eyes, every eyes closed and every head is bowed, if you're here like that, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand. I can see your hand. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift up high so I can see you. Lift up. Keep lifting it up. Keep lifting it up. Don't feel shy. Don't even, don't even think about anybody. Yes, I can see your hands. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. You also, you also want to decide today. Today is my day. I want, I want to serve God. I feel the love of God drawing me. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. And I'll pray with you. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to walk out of your seat and come to me right here. Come out of your seat and come to come me right here. Come. Come very come quickly. Running, come running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be
heads and pray. Those of you in front, I want you to say this prayer with me. And the church will help us as we say this prayer. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And he rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. I surrender myself to you. I give myself to you. Please guide me. Please lead me. From today, I will live for you. Say thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. God bless you. We have these gifts for you. Amazing. 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 God bless you. Now, our lady pastor here would like to have a word with you. So, our lady here waving. If you could please go with her, she'll talk to you briefly, then you come back to your seats. Beautiful. Okay, take your communion. Lord bless all soul winners. 
the Lord bless all those who participate in winning souls. The Lord multiply you. May the Lord take from you your burdens, your problems, your needs. May He heal your diseases and strengthen you. The Lord lengthen your courts, strengthen your stakes, and expand the place where you are. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. I bless you as children that the Lord gave to me. Be blessed with the blessing of a father upon your life. The Lord give you peace. And the Lord cause a calm to come in every storm that is blowing in your life. The Lord bring an end to ongoing crisis. And ongoing issues. And ongoing struggles. And ongoing unsettled issues. The Lord give you peace. The Lord give you settlement. The Lord give you answers. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. Let me hear your loudest, Amen. Amen. Let me hear your loudest, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Ah, thank you. Thank you for praying for us. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Have a blessed week.